Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Do you practice mindfulness? Well, it turns out it really does work. This is according to a study from Cambridge University. They found that it can help with depression and anxiety and can give you a health boost. And I was thinking about it this morning um, and I kind of struggle to define mindfulness. It's not, yeah, like, it's the, you know, front of my mind, meditation, yoga, probably in the mindfulness sphere, but I'm not really sure exactly what it is or certainly how you would officially define it. So I'm interested in chatting to people today about what it means to you and to find out how, how it helps. I mean, in what way do you find it beneficial? You can give us a shout either, 1800 453 106. Michael is on the line. Michael Ryan is a yoga and meditation therapist. Michael, will you give me your definition of mindfulness, first of all? Sure, yeah, hi. Um, well, I suppose it works on the premise that underneath all the noise that we experience in our day-to-day lives, the stress that we experience, all the things we have to do, there's a place in each of us that is what we could call present. And in that, or what that means is it's a place that is at ease, that is kind of quieter or stiller within us. So mindfulness, uh, the practices of mindfulness are ways in which we access that place, in which we get to calm our nervous system, feel more at ease, and that then creates a sense of well-being. It creates balance, promotes health, healing, or brings us back to a place of, let's say, homeostasis, a place of, you know, greater ease where things are working well, not just on a physical level, but on an energetic or a, or a mental level, things are working well or, or better. So it's a, a practice of, of, of coming into this place of ease within ourselves. So it can mean entirely different things to different people. Yes, and, and it can be accessed in so many different ways. So you have your traditional practices of meditation, which are, you know, sitting still, focusing breath or having what we call a mantra, which is a sound that we could use repetition to basically train the, the mind to become stiller. So the mind that is so used to wandering off the term monkey mind, the idea that the mind is used to running away with all kinds of thoughts and all kinds of ideas of grabbing onto things and getting lost in those things. So the practice is about training that, that part, that overworked part, to come back into place of greater ease or greater stillness or greater quiet. So we can then begin to experience, you know, we can look out through a different lens in a sense and see the world in a different way or experience ourselves or our lives in a different way. Fawn is with us too. Fawn Clark is a nutritional therapist. Fawn, does, how, how would you define it? Or I mean, how do you tell people to get the best out of it? Yeah, so I'm working with people who maybe have an um, overwhelming desire to eat where the mind, it's nearly like a force takes over and they feel like they've lose control around food. And um, so I would describe it as sort of uh, engaging with that force, understanding um, the mind, witnessing it, watching it, being with it, a uh, sort of balance between being with it, not running from it, staying with it. And that awareness alone is enough to, um, um, I suppose, it, 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 for me, it's about helping people not to be overtaken by mindfulness is a funny thing, a funny word, I suppose, to describe it because you feel like you're overtaken by your by your mind, and so um, 
it's not like your mind is full or anything, but it's about um, having some um, ability not to be overtaken by your mind. So you become still, present, um, empowered, um, and ultimately able to make a choice about what you want to eat and not eat. How do you know that you are all of that? You know, still and present and, and, and empowered. Well, I suppose in my work, it's quite simple in that, it, 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 you know, if, if you feel out of control in the way that you're eating, well, that's a sign that you've been taken over by some force. Whereas if you can stay with yourself and not leave or overeat or, indul- you know, indulge in food in ways that you don't want to be eating, um, it shows that you're able to, that there's a presence of mind. You know, it's a practice. It's a definitely a something. It's a skill that can be learned um, to stay with yourself. And it's not just like food is just one example mm. where you might leave yourself. You know, people leave themselves in many different ways. You know, it could be anger. It could be going into some emotional feeling. But food is one way that we leave ourselves. Okay, Michael, is it is it similar to wellness? Is, are they part well, of the one? For, yeah, it's a form of wellness. You know, like mindfulness meditation is is taking care of the mind. You know, and 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 part of what your your, your last participant was talking about, the idea that the mind runs away with itself and it causes so much problems for us. Like so many of our our issues in terms of stress, in terms of what's going wrong in our lives, is rooted in the mind and the mind's craziness and the mind's tendency just to go all over the place. And if we can begin to soothe the mind, if we can begin to find a way of working with the mind and bringing it back into balance, then we're going to feel better. We're just going to, life becomes an easier experience, even if we've got challenges or difficulties in our, in, in our path. I presume you can start at any time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, and I was talking to your researcher earlier with the idea that you know, it can seem like a, this big kind of uh, thing, and yet it can be such a simple practice. And, and it's so important when you do start, start really simply, like even sitting, closing your eyes, taking three deep breaths. Like, so you can be anywhere. You can be at your desk. You can be, you know, in a parked car. To sit and to just breathe and, and notice your breath is an amazing way of beginning to work with the mind and beginning to see. And it, what it does is it creates a little bit of separation between the craziness that goes on and this deeper presence that can actually witness or observe. Mm. And once you begin to do that, you begin to see, oh, look, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And as you notice it, then you're able to employ the, a, a practice of mindfulness or meditation much more easily. I want to hear about the health boost that it gives people. It's 87 Stay with us, Michael. Rebecca's on the line as well. Um, Rebecca, how do you use mindfulness or how has it helped you? Hi, so I work with people across the lifespan. So I work in schools with a company called Modus. And what we do is we provide workshops to individuals to try and educate them on their mental health. And something that even when I work with adults that I tend to touch on is this topic of mindfulness. And I think it is what everybody has said, this ability to just focus on the present moment, which is where your mind has control. It's taking yourself away from the past with feelings like regret and away from the future, which you also have no control over, and just focusing on this moment. So I think it's really important in order to give people the ability to be able to manage their own kind of thought process and manage how they feel 
by just bringing them back to this moment and just taking a few breaths. But I do think it's incredibly important to educate people on why you're being told to take a breath, why you're being told to engage in meditation or mindfulness. Because I think it's really important that everyone understands that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, that different things work well for different people. And it's just important that you go into it open-minded and that you give it a chance to work. Because if you don't and you don't understand the way that it calms your physical sensations, which can also calm your emotions, then you're not going to give it the fair benefit to what it could do for yourself. I'm probably in that category, Rebecca. Do you know, I, I, like it's, I, I don't even know if I... Um, try to engage or, or experience it. But I suppose from listening to Fawn when you talk about your relationship with food or like, you know, being active and going to the gym or going for walks, is is that part of it? So I have a master's in sports exercise and performance psychology. And something that we would kind of speak of in it is this ability to be able to calm yourself before you engage in some aspect of performance. And a way that you could do that is through mindfulness. But it is really important to understand that you do have to be open-minded and you have to be aware of trying to engage in the practice to be able to give it the full benefit. And a lot of people aren't too sure if they do it or not. But we tend to do it all the time whenever you kind of feel relaxed or you feel mm. calm or you feel You'll probably do in it control. and don't know. Exactly, exactly. But it's being able to figure out what you do that gives you that benefit so that you can kind of engage in it whenever you feel your mind spiraling with thoughts or whenever you feel yourself kind of getting overwhelmed, that you can use something that you know benefits you. What about you, Martin? Is it how do you or is it something you practice or what's your advice? Hi, Andrea. How are you? Hi, how are you? Thanks for inviting me. So, sorry, I've been practicing mindfulness, but in a Buddhist tradition for about 30 years. But I worked as a therapist for frontline staff in the HSE. So basically what we did was we carried out a research project in University Hospital Galway called Caring for the Caregiver. So the approach was to try and build staff's well-being and resilience to counterbalance burnout and compassion fatigue. And how, like, what are your tips or best ways, Martin, advice So basically, picking up on what a lot of other people are saying there, it's all about sort of, you know, not getting pulled into the future and getting caught up in anxiety or not ruminating mm. the past. In other words, present moment awareness. So the approach we take and I, I take when I deliver the program to caregivers is about, yes, doing some mindfulness practice maybe during the day, taking a time out, but how to integrate that mindfulness into your daily life on the job. So, for example, I have an album on called Caring for the Caregivers that's free on SoundCloud app. And they can access that and show you if you're walking from one ward to the other or collecting x-rays or whatever. In other words, how to actually integrate into your daily life. And that changes the quality of how you interact, not just with yourself and your own mind, but also how you interact with your clients and with your patients. As well, yeah. But what I found as a therapist is improved my ability to be present, to stay open, you know, no matter what was coming at me from the other side. If people, Rebecca, want to be more mindful of mindfulness, is there a, like, where would you suggest we start? Just being open-minded, open-minded to anything that's suggested to you and not to believe that mindfulness just doesn't work for you because, of course, there's some form of mindfulness that won't work for you. But whether you get a form of mindfulness and an ability to be in the present moment and manage your emotions through exercising, through walking, through running, through practicing meditation or through taking a few belly breaths that is your form of mindfulness but you need to be open-minded towards it 
So I think a lot of people already have a preconception towards what it is without actually just understanding that it's incredibly simplistic, but incredibly simplistic yet effective as well. Listen, Rebecca, Martin, Fawn and Michael, thanks a million for joining us on the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.